Um, so, Strange New Worlds, episode three. What was it called? Ghosts of Illyria. Ghosts of Illyria. That's the word. I, I, yeah. I've been trying to work out um, or been half practicing how to pronounce Illyria for yeah. <laughs> maybe 10 minutes before uh, we, I, I, we I have not training. spelt it correct first go once. No, it's I've, a bit I've too close to once. Alorian or... Alorian, Illyrio. Yeah. There's too many Ys yeah. in place of Is. Yeah, it, it's, it's a bit too close, but it's... But it's a very um, TOS title. It's a very totally, TOS title. Totally. Uh, what, did, what, did, what did you think of the episode? Obviously, non-spoilers first. Non-spoilers first. I liked it. Um, and, you know, or I really liked it still. I, I might not have liked it as much as the last two episodes, but I still really liked it. How, how about yourself? How about yourself? Um, I, th I think I enjoyed it more than last week's episode. Just because oh. this, this week it was a... Um, it was a it was a kind of a classic trek trope that i you know not my favorite trek trope the viral outbreak um especially now um <laughs> yeah but uh I, I do like it when trek does a classic trek thing yeah that that might be something that's rubbing up against me uh, i think there's there's two things that's rubbing rubbing up against me for the whole episode and, and you know we'll we'll talk about them as we go but probably oh, yeah. it being a virus episode filmed during <laughs> yeah i've got a, 2021 i've got, I've got a probably, few yeah. i've got a couple of words written down that definitely triggered me they give me shivers where like when they said it on screen i was just like <laughs> yeah where, where they possibly let me find it it was contract tracing it was lockdown level number five lockdown it was level. all that stuff yep and it yep. was uh it was a Quarantine. bit. Yeah. We we are so you know, it, it's. Maybe maybe you're the same as I am. Com coming out of COVID, and you know we're we're still in COVID, of course. Uh, but coming out of the the worst parts of COVID, I don't want to see any virus lockdown media at all. No, um, no. You know, I, I like, can live happily without that for a good while. I, I, honestly, you'd have to, you'd have to, you'd have to give me a pretty fat stack of cash to get me to watch that show with David Tennant and what's his face on fucking yeah. Zoom calls. Like, no, thank you. So, if you like viral outbreak episodes of Star Trek, such as Naked Time in TOS. Of course, the sequel to Naked Time from TNG, The Naked Now. Um, TNG's Genesis, the one with the uh, the devolution virus where Spot somehow evolves into an iguana. Um, Written by people who don't understand devolution. Quite clearly have no fucking grasp of, of how evolution actually works. Mm. Uh, DS9's Fascination, where... Um, uh, Luaxana Troy gives everyone oh, horny yeah. menopause. Um, yeah. this one's it's, a, it's a horny episode, yeah. Um, like most of the track, uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot episodes. Of them do. Um, dear, uh, so that was it, and of course, this one, I, I'm only including this one for you, Mike. Oh, Enterprises Christ. Observer Effect. 
Um, observer effect is where the, there's two people taking over the bodies of Enterprise crew members. I like Enterprise. Are, there's there's are, nothing wrong watching. with Enterprise. That is a good episode. <laughs> yeah. I do like that. It's kind of a spin on like the Voyager episode where there's invisible uh, aliens doing experiments yeah. on people. Um, yeah, these two people watching this virus take over. It's cool. Um, and they're saying the Kling the Klingons just blew up the ship. You know, will that will humans do the same? <laughs> it's a good episode. Should yeah. have. Um, also, because there is also um, some ghostly element to this. Dare mm -hmm. I say, if there are any fans of Sub Rosa out there, you may also enjoy this episode. <laughs> I mean, it's I love corny, and there are ghosts. I you love know, the, Sub Rosa. It's a fucking great episode. It's so fucking stupid. Yeah. I I mean, it, it's horny and there are ghosts, so it is quite Sub Rosary, but the, the horniness and the ghosts are, are stay apart. Yeah, <laughs> there, there is... Um, it's problematic, but it's also extremely camp. And I love camp. Um, shall, we, uh, shall we go into spoilers then? Yeah, sure, sure. So, uh, like, uh, uh, unsurprisingly, um, we, uh, you know, we get an Una episode quite early on. Uh, yeah, super yeah. happy. The sh you know, the episode opens up with Una's log. Looks like this is the kind of trope for the series going forward. Mm -hmm. You know, the the ep each episode is going to focus on a different character, and it's going to be their um, their voiceover, their log leading us in. Great. Taking us through which, the episode. which is more than you know we, we say that every we want a trek series that is doing this but this is probably doing it so far more than any trek series in the past has done mm -hmm. you know w w when you think back to tng which everyone calls out for this or ds9 um you know they didn't have every episode it going to oh now it's a um a sulu episode or now it is um now it's a data episode now it's a kirk episode now it's a riker episode they they didn't do that to that extent mm. we're batting 100 at the moment um, yeah we would get we would get like a as far as i recall i think i think there's definitely been a crusher a data a wharf mm. but uh yeah definitely what, what did what did you think of una before this episode be, before we uh, get into it Honestly, nothing. Like, yeah. like, just in terms, just because, like, we know so very little about Una. Um, the most that I, uh, the most that I would say is just like Sandra Romaine's wonderful. Um, Rebecca, uh, isn't it? Rebecca Romaine, yes. Yeah, which yeah. one's Sandra Romaine? So, like, I, I'm the same. Where she's a nothing character to me. Where you know, the most I know or knew about her before this episode is Pike considers her the best officer slash first officer in mm -hmm. Starfleet. And you yes. just go, well, in the cage or the menagerie, she just, you know, hmm, I'm not going down to the surface. And then, hmm, I'm going down to the surface and blowing this door out. And that's kind of it. And in Discovery, she does nothing, really. Mm -hmm. And in the first two episodes... She, she shows herself to be much. like cool she's got she's or got in, big energy she's capable she's 100 percent capable 100 yeah, yeah. yeah um which definitely like led a lot of people to theorize like that she was potentially 
an Android, which is like a rumor that that I've definitely read somewhere. I tried looking for it today, but I definitely yeah. remember reading somewhere that like Gene Roddenberry had plans to like originally with Una, it would have been revealed that she was an Android. Okay. Um, I'm glad that they didn't do that. And they couldn't really do that now with all, you know, yeah, yeah. all the lore about Androids that, that's come out in Trek since. Um, but we did we did get some explanation about why she is special. Um, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't and it doesn't like disrupt doesn't disrupt continuity too much at all by having um, by having by no having especially but, when but by real TOS um, so by Kirk's time Una's gone hmm. she's yeah. out of there who knows. Um, we'll, we'll 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 discuss yeah, that more when we get to going. the when yeah. we get to the big reveal. So mm. we're on Illyria. Um, I it, it, is it the we're, same Illyrians from Enterprise? Because we don't actually see them. I I don't know. We're we're not on Illyria though. We're on a colony of Illyria. So <laughs> yeah, that's... Ill Illyrians things. It's called like Hemamuk Nine. So it might be a, a Scottish colony. Who knows? Um, but but their whole thing is um, rather than terraforming a planet, they'll augment themselves. They'll genetically change themselves to fit in with the planet. And because Which... of that, the Federation don't like them because the Federation don't like augments because of, you know, they've got a history, <laughs> let's say, um, through Earth and, and the like. Yeah, which like honestly, like that is that is kind of a beautiful thing. Like the idea of like not wanting to disrupt hmm. um, the environment too much, you know, and by by augmenting themselves so that they don't, you know, fuck up the the world that they, yeah. that they find themselves on. Like it's it's kind of the thing where like um, I know certainly when you. If you've got a garden, if you're if you're Jesus Christ nowadays for our age, if you're lucky enough to have a garden or anything like that, green space, you're supposed to try and plant plants that are natural to the environment, mm -hmm. rather than because you don't want to disrupt the natural environment. Whereas when you think about it, all the terraformers are going in and saying this environment kind of like sucks for us to be honest. So if we can make this, you know, nitrogen oxygen, that's yeah. fantastic. We got, so we got, it, it, we've got this whole planet. We've got 200 people. Let's fuck up the entire biosphere yep. for us. And and thankfully, most of the times we see it in Trek, it is a completely barren planet. Totally. totally. And, and you're supposed to be like, oh, no, this is good. This is just, it, it's frontier ship, um, I suppose, mm. which, which I suppose TOS was in that you're going out on the frontier and settling it. Um, whereas nowadays we're a, a bit, a bit, a bit smarter about that. About being, you know, maybe don't kill all the buffalo when you settle the frontier. Um, buffalo can be quite useful. Yeah, um, maybe don't displace the entire native population. Yeah, how about that? Um, how about that? Like Pike, Pike says, Pike mentions that it's it's funny that the Federation still has a lot of hang-ups about genetic engineering. Mm. And I'm like, it is. Funny, isn't it? That is weird, right? To to, to some degree, yeah. I I 100% agree with 
genetic engineering for curing diseases and whatever. Um, so when when Pike and Una are having this discussion, we get kind of we get a little bit of like, I don't know, if foreshadowing is the right word, but we do get a little hint uh, to something that comes up later in the episode. Um, Una says, you know, Pike's like, you know, you 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 know, he says that she's particularly like invested in in uh, in the Illyrians mm. getting Starfleet. Or getting into the Federation, she's like, I just don't like loose ends. And like I've just got loose ends, question mark, written in my notes. Yeah. Like, what does what does that mean? You know, Pike kind of gives her that similar face. Like, what does she mean by loose ends? Like what? Well, yeah. well, to, to still not spoil, you know, the reveal of the episode, I, I suppose, until we get to it. This is a colony of Illurians that Illyrians, sorry. Illyrians is um, uh, Guinan. Yeah. How about, making, <laughs> how about making species names different? You know, there are, there are plenty of syllables connected that we don't use. How about choosing one of them? But the, this, is a, this is a, you know, a colony ship or a colony of Illyrians that have gone to a planet and then... Uh, disappeared for for no 100% secured reason. So that's what the Enterprise is doing. They're trying to find out kind of like why they why they died off, why they disappeared, why they did anything like that. So so not to spoil you know stuff going on later, but the loose end is there's a colony of these people who have died. <laughs> Let's try and find out why the hell that happened. Yeah. Yeah, and like, there's definitely that's definitely another um, Star Trek playlist idea I need to write down somewhere. What happened to the colonists? Yeah. So we are then treated. This this episode really is just a a treasure trove of tropes um, because yeah. we then get a red shirt poking around poking around dangerous chemicals not advised mm. not in that red shirt mate but somehow he's still less of an idiot than the naked time guy so the tos <laughs> i think is the naked time rather than the naked yeah. now where he yeah. takes off his environmental suit to you know scratch his face and it's like what are you doing, man? Yeah, I, I rewatched that episode after <laughs> after this. Yeah, um, and I was just like, "What is it, going on?" It's called an environmental suit. It's supposed to like protect you from. You're around all these dead bodies, you idiot. <laughs> you went to Starfleet Academy. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah, but um. Rather than, um, you know, having environmental suit that he takes off, he just opens a cupboard and just goes like, hmm, chemicals or yeah. loose jars, yeah. uh, uh, and then gets called to. Yeah. What? What did? What did you think of those jackets? Everyone had jackets, nice jackets and gloves. They're nice jackets and gloves. That is a great look. So much in yeah. in Discovery and in this, there is so much like biker, like. Look, to there's, a look. A look there's a lot of there's leather. There's a lot of leather. There's a lot of leather. Yeah, everyone looks like they're a, they ride a motorcycle or a, or at least a Vespa, like yeah, uh, you know, a little Italian scooter. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm don't, don't get me started on um, Discovery uh, uniforms right now, because I'm, I'm... They look I'm too... like they're a Vespa racing team. I mean, I, I'd like Discovery uniforms a lot more if they didn't introduce 15 uniforms per season. <laughs> and and that, that's all I'll say on Discovery uniforms right now, because I'm, I'm, as people know, I'm uniform deep and um uniform mad right now um but yeah really nice jackets the the symbol on the um the arm of them mm -hmm. is very similar to the uh, tmp um tmp it, it's i suppose orbits and then different colored planets um whereas this is just the the, the delta and then orbits and different planets on the outside of it but it's very it's very tmp and very very much appreciated very very liked by me yeah everyone everyone everyone's looking good mm. um oh my god i'm now writing a different list of like trek trope bingo basically because we are then <laughs> treated to yet another trope of star trek which is we can't we can't transport you through the fucking ion storm Ion storms. Yeah. What is an ion storm? So pr presumably, I did I did research for this this you know discussion, but I didn't do research on ion storms. Presumably, it is a storm um, that either breaks down ions or is full of ions. <laughs> Either way, yeah, it is deadly to people and bad for ships. Bad for bad for transporters. Can't be can't yeah. be transporting them ions, or yeah. can't can't be transporting without ions. Um, yeah, which, uh, which... generic trope. But um, Hammer, our chief engineer, shunts emergency power to um, Lieutenant Cal on the transporters, who gets up. Una and the majority of the away team, other than and it, Spock and the, Pike. The, the Ion Storm must be a problem if Lieutenant Kyle couldn't transport them up. Like if yeah, that he, guy he transported tra stuff into people's if eye. he can't transport them up, then yeah. The, then yeah, I'm, get, I'm guessing the Ion Storm must be a, a serious issue. He's the O'Brien of his time, really. That He's guy, the transporter whiz. The, I really know. love that guy, and I noticed that his uniform the black things on the side go all the way he's wearing a he's wearing overalls yeah again well, i mean like... the the original the tos transporter was the 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 transporter crew was just overalls it was a red overall over either red or black depending on the episode just mm. t-shirts um mm. so I, it's just a modernization of that and you know is welcome compared to what looked like a you know a karate uniform or whatever jujitsu. Yeah, it was a bit. It was a bit like a karate gi, wasn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. I've always, I've always kind so of liked it for it, that. It looks quite comfy. But but sadly, um, Pike and Spock get to the transporter bit, um, the transporter transport out bit a bit late, and the um, you know the emergency power isn't enough to get them through the ion storm. What's what's Spock um, doing? Well, Spock Spock's, doing Spock's found That's... himself a, a library for whatever reason, oh, or someone's journals. Nerd. Oh, fucking nerd! 
Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry, I was like uncharacteristically late. Yeah. I found weird light up two books. Yeah, I, I do like it's a different it's a different form of holding material. So rather than just a screen, he's like rotating this cylinder that goes like. Yeah. And now you need to read like this, and yeah. <laughs> you know it, it's it's quite interesting. Yeah, um, it's definitely like an you know a piece of alien technology, which yeah, you know. But Pike says to him, bit... Pike pretty much says to him, you know, how about we read that on the ship so we don't all die? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, it's nice to see like alien technology that is actually built for a you know potentially like different you know physiology or like a different yeah. like mental like development you know yeah it's like when you see like a I, I like alien writing systems i like alien tools i like it when someone goes onto an alien spaceship and there's a thing handprint scanner that has like a million hands yeah or, a million or fingers or something going three on fingers or, or yeah. whatever like of danny devito like flip that. a hand yeah you know I, I like i like shit like that so so from from there the cat the episode kind of splits into two and mm. never the Never the two shall meet until the very mm. end. Um, would do you want to talk about them together or as the episode rolls or separately? As you know, get get Pike I mean, and like, Spock to be out honest, the way. like Pike, Pike and Spock, they're like their involvement in the in the main meat of the episode is fairly minimal. They we kind of ah, go back to them and they kind of like they do, you know, towards the end of the episode they kind of solve a little mystery for themselves. Yeah. That informs you know what's going on on the ship, but for the most part like all the action is on the ship. Yeah. Um so we'll just kind of like we'll just we'll just go go ship and then you know talk okay. about let's, Spock let's, and Pike as and when. Let, let's do ship then. So um... so we, we get up. So everyone gets beamed up. And uh, I'm not sure how long it is, but the first time we see something sort of going wrong. Well, well before um, that, um, ju just to be um, that dude, no, no, Una no. goes onto the bridge and there is there are two female crew members in front of her on the... Mm -hmm. Um, you know, weapons and the, you know, or the ops, the con. Um, there's a horror to stage left. There is, or our left, there is another female crew Stage right. Crew stage right, sorry. There is another female crew member behind her to um, stage left. There's another female crew member almost directly behind her. I, I think it's almost a 100% female bridge, which wow. might be the first time ever. Wow, yeah. Ever. Wow. <laughs> it's certainly the first time we've got that ratio. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Sorted. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, that's cool. Hmm. I didn't I didn't notice that. I did I did notice that throughout the episode like there are minimal white men. You know, yeah. all the all the main white men are down on the planet, um, mm. and so yeah, it's kind of like um, the first episode of season three of Discovery had zero white men. Well, it had one white man, but he was painted grey, so he was an alien. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I like that. Yeah, I like that. I you hate know, it. I hate what I'm looking at on my screen right now with these two <laughs> two, two white, white guys. Ooh. I mean. 
What what Star but, Trek desperately needs is two white guys discussing Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Probably man. in the you know thirty to to forty year old range. What we Yay. desperately need is is two white guys in that in that sort of range just discussing Star Trek because there aren't enough really. I, I think you know we're underrepresented as a group. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, it's, um, it's a, um, she does have this moment of like you know makes a shipwide statement and and you know has mm. a deep breath. Yeah. Um, you know, kind the of the captain's like stuck on a planet. Let's get yeah, him out of the planet. Yeah. She's got this kind of like sense of almost like she's got a sense of foreboding, but like as far mm. as she's aware, there's nothing going wrong just yet. So maybe she's just like, uh, we've got to stay well, here well, and wait for those two. That those two are potentially going to die, you know. Yeah. She said on the planet oh, to yeah. Pike, um, you know, the shelters here are inadequate, mm. or they're they're incredibly old and probably unable to withstand the storm. Mm. And to be fair, Pike and Spock run to a room with a glass window, so they're they're fucking idiots. So <laughs> she knows these guys can't survive without a bit of handholding anyway. <laughs> yeah. Through an ion yeah. storm. So, you know, she kind of needs to be, you know, get them out before they kill themselves, um, just naturally. Mm. Before they trip over a stick and end up, you know, shooting one another. Um, but then things go wrong, as you were saying. Yeah, things things start to go wrong. We, um, we get a nice little cameo from Hawkeye. Oh, yeah. Um, like that. Ortega. That yeah, Ortega's his, uh, mohawk is... She's Whoa. very minimally in this episode. Mo yeah. Most of the um, people outside of, you know, the ones we'll talk about properly are very minimally in this episode. Like, Ahura's in it for um, two minutes. Uh, Ortega's is in it for 30 seconds, um, which just make me think they're going to get a full episode themselves later on. Yeah, I would imagine so. You know, mm. Ortega's is... Tom Paris. So no, don't tar her with that brush. Please. There's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with Tom Paris. He was, there's plenty wrong with Tom. There's Paris. a lot He's wrong with Tom Har Tom Paris's behavior, but inside he means well. He has ADHD. You... You're not supposed to. You should diagnose people. Like one thing I yeah. I know about having various mental health issues. Um, and being around lots of people with various mental health issues, you shouldn't diagnose people, but it's okay to diagnose um, fictional people and people that have been long dead. Okay. And um, uh, Tom Paris definitely has ADHD. I, I um, really don't like Tom Paris. Uh, I, I did the rewatch of Voyager late last oh, year. I he hate has him. His moment. Yeah, he has his. He's the, he's the worst. You know, his, his wife is like. I, you know, oh, honeymoon. And he's like, I fucked over the honeymoon for a race. Uh, and she's like, okay, our quarters, I'll buy you a TV. And he's just like, I'm going to sit all evening in front of this TV and ignore you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know, everything he does, it's just like not for Balana at all. I hate him. He's the yeah. worst character in that fucking show. Yeah, he definitely has his moments. So, yeah, um, so Ensign, Ensign Lance is horny for light. He took super horny for light. He smashes yeah. the fuck out of that light. Yeah. Um, he he sees like a, great a shot. light behind a thing. <laughs> <and he's>, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah. 
He smashes his face through a glass just to get close to light, even though he could smash his fist like a, you know, anyone with, you know, a bit of sanity. I think you find, like, during this episode, it kind of, like, grades the character's um, level of intelligence by how they're going to get to light. Yeah, how they so, how, how when they get desperate and lose control, like what love yeah, what level of competency are they at? Yeah, yeah like that a- guy Ensign Lass is like uh, I will smash my phrase for yeah, a glass. The guy that was poking around light. in dodgy in cupboards full of dodgy unmarked chemicals, surprise, yeah. surprise, smashes his face into a light. Later on, there's two guys, you know, obsessed with light. You know, there's maybe like um diminished responsibility. And, mm. and teamwork at hand there because they get a hologram of, of yeah the they get sun a hologram of light and they're just like this is great this is doing yeah. the trick good good thinking man like that's yeah yeah uh, yeah that's a pretty good that's that's a good gauge well may on a rewatch <laughs> have to like take notes on like grade how uh, how stupid people's um, attempts to get the light onto them get. yeah. From Ensign Lance getting horny for light, we go to Una, who starts mm. getting horny for light, who is just she like, does, ooh, bulb. She, does, yeah, she bulb. Do, goes, ooh, bulb, turn up the things, and then she rips her shirt, which again, viral outbreak episode. I am, yeah. I'm calling that as a callback to the naked now when Beverly starts undoing her shirt more, more than that, <laughs> I, I've got in mind, like, it is how she rips her shirt. So it is, like, here is, like, how Kirk rips his shirt every single time that he rips his shirt. Yeah. Just to show his chest. And, you know, yep. Maybe unfortunately, you know, Starfleet Rebecca remain and we don't show her chest. But other than yeah. that, <laughs> that... Maybe it's Starfleet Protocol that when, you, when one rips one's shirt, one must do it. Mm. That away, yeah. Um, um, so she she gets horny for light, rips her shirt, and glows like she's got the extremist, um, yeah. the Iron Man extremist um, within her. So she, mm-hmm. you see all yeah. the bones or whatever. Yeah, it's cool, um, cool effect, classic effect. Yeah. Obviously, just like had that on file somewhere. Yeah, it, it's like, it's probably in After Effects now. You know, you yeah. load it up as a. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What do you want? Female uh, ripping a shirt and glowing, or you know, male glowing? Mate, we know, do that. You pick mate, it out and just knock it out in ten minutes. Piece yeah. of cake. Um, she calls Mbenga and asks, you know, is the landing party okay? Mbenga says, "Oh no." Funnily yeah. enough, yeah. No. Funnily enough, everyone's going downhill, and I was about yeah. to call you. Yeah, which you know, glad, great. Glad you asked. And she seems okay. You know, she goes down. Yeah. she is. Um, she is not one hundred percent forthcoming at all. Like you know, Mbenga, she doesn't say she was horny for light. No. Did Mbenga Did you think like, when you were watching it? Um, so I don't know how many times you watched it. Did you think first time watching that she was just hiding that she was still horny for light? Yes, I did. I think that yeah. she was. I I thought I thought. Like what? At first, I thought that she was just like keeping it in, mm. and that she was like, thinking that I need to, you know, out. I need to yeah. fix this. Even if I'm horny for light, I'll fight through it. Because um, Mbenga was horny for light, and yeah. he managed to keep keep a handle on it. Yeah. Again, like talking about competency levels, like Mbenga, he Mbenga, knows what he's doing. He, he's know? well to to a degree. 
we'll we'll get we'll get to uh, we'll get to it in a bit. But he definitely he, he can some, handle uh, being horny for light. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, definitely some uh, you know ethical questions being called. I don't know. I don't know what. Uh, we'll we'll get to it. Well, we'll get to it. Um, um, she goes down to engineering. She has a she has a conversation with um, Hema. Hema. Mm-hmm. Who is like you know we've had him for a couple of episodes now. Hemmer is a douche. <laughs> Hemmer is a douche. overly confident in himself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Overly confident in himself. He's a bit of a douchebag. Yeah. Um, but in that kind of like, oh Hemmer. But yeah, he uh, he definitely reminds me of a few chefs that I've worked with. He's a bit of a douche. Um, but he he, uh, he he's just... he's he's pretty much saying you know no we've just got new transporters when we yeah. were re- refitted two and a half episodes ago um, there's no chance of any bacteria or viruses getting through um, I'm us not boosting re- the power yeah. wouldn't have affected it well, you know? it's not going to do anything it's not the transporter and yeah. like she's like well you need to do a diagnostic and he's like I will run a level five diagnostic and I'm like ooh yeah. fancy. Yeah. Level five diagnostic. Um, and he's like, but it will take all night. And he's like, Yeah. Uh, like, like he is he's being adamant that it's not the transporter, and he is right to, he's, to an extent. He's correct in a way. He's yeah. mostly right. Um, and but like what else could it be? And so he's very much just like fine. Yeah. Um so and then we get like a cool um, I believe we go right into a cool little conversation with Laan where we get some yeah. nice exposition with Laan where we kind of confirm some things that we've had some suspicions of. Um she she says I, I did she's... not think that the the Laan augment bit was going to come. Hmm. Maybe not maybe I thought it was going to come this early but I didn't think it was going to be detached to a Laan episode. Hmm. So yeah. we find out that Laan is an ancestor of Khan. Descendant. Khan is her sorry. ancestor. Yeah, yeah. Khan, Khan is her ancestor. She's a descendant, which I don't know if that means that she's still an augment or if she's so diluted an augment that it doesn't really matter anymore. Who knows? Um, but yeah, it's, you know, definitely, it's a, it's an interesting sort of addition to the, to the lore of, of mm. Khan Noonien Singh. Like, you know, we don't, we don't, I don't think we've ever kind of even thought about it, you know, whether or not Khan had children, but of course he did. Yeah. Like, of course he did. He, he was a, he fucked he around a, um, between um, the the TOS episode, whatever it was called, um, Space Seed and Rap of Khan, because all uh, those people in Rap of Khan are maybe 20 years old. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't have been his crew. Yeah, they couldn't have all been his fucking crew at all. Yeah, the, the, there's a couple of them must have been a couple of them had to have been his kids, and he yeah. was a fucking tyrant god emperor on yeah. earth. Of course, you, you look know? around. You I know? mean, five percent of Earth's population are descendants of Genghis Khan. Like, I would imagine there's thousands of Khan's descendants out out yeah. there in the universe. Now that I've thought about it, yeah, I do wonder if. Because there's no confirmation in in this episode, of course. But if if she is slightly stronger than a normal human, because she has some 
um, car DNA or whatever, mm. even if it is very diluted by a hundred, well, two hundred and fifty odd years, um, yeah. because that I suppose that would make sense if she did, but we don't really cover it in this episode, so you know. Mm. Um, but but suddenly Laan gets horny for light as well. She gets she, horny for light, which shows it's not just the landing party that's horny for light. It is nope. a contagion that's spreading. It's an so, outbreak, baby. Classic yeah. trek. Una's back in sick bay um, with Laan, and there we get some terms that we're we're all too familiar with. Contact tracing. Lockdown level number five. Oh, flashback to quarters. Oh, flashback. <gasps> Why? Yeah. yeah. Um, oh. it, it's... I'm, I'm, I'm quite glad that in the virus episode, like, it's mostly just terminology that we get and not like full on, like, the whole episode isn't everyone just stuck in their quarters on fucking Zoom yeah. to one another. That, that, and for the most part, even the people who are still horny for light stay in their quarters. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, there's not a whole thing about oh, the, these people who are horny for light, or you know, they've got less mental capability. Go out and walk the corridors yeah, the, looking for yeah, light. Yeah, they're refusing to. They're refusing yeah. to fucking. Yeah, there's not that quarantine. shit. Thankfully, yeah, that's good. That's that's good. Mm. Um, but there's definitely a uh, a metaphor there for like you know, people, yeah. you know, in when they lose control. Um, mm you know, acting in extreme manners, acting in an extreme manner yeah. um, when when control is taken away from them. You know, we had it by various restrictions. They had it by losing their minds. Yeah. And um, if, we, if we skip anything on the planet, then we're on to Uhura, who wakes up in her... Because she's still a cadet, she's sharing a room with four, um, three other people. She's in a room of four. She opens the door on her bunk, and there are people just worshiping the sun, like it's um, yeah, <laughs> like it's like, uh, sunshine. like it's the sun, like it's yeah. the sun, and they are they are like proto humans, like yeah, they um, like yeah. well, like it's the film Sunshine. They're all standing in yeah. the sun room, just burning their their fucking faces off. Yeah, and, and she and shuts like, it off, and, and they're it. all like mad. They're all like, "Yeah, why the fuck did you turn the sun off, Jesus?" Yeah. I, I get it hit the. It, she said, "What are y'all doing?" And that just yeah. hit my ear. My, like I said, my family's from the American South. Everyone says, what "Y'all, y'all doing, y'all." And if, if it's it's you, y'all, and then yeah. if it's like three, four, or more, it's all y'all. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, trying to pass that through. Uhura was talking to American origin. Yeah, I'm guessing because I don't think Nairobi or or it's, I don't, was it Nairobi I, um, yeah, that she I, was from. I don't think y'all is, yeah. is a word that they use heavily. Yeah, like I th- she's like, "What are y'all doing?" And then she what puts are y'all like a piece doing? Of wheat in her, yeah, put some wheat, piece of wheat in her fucking yeah. bed, puts a straw hat on. What are y'all doing? Yeah. Um, um, but they they get those crew members down to sick bay as well, and Una's there and saying, you know, why were they affected, but horror wasn't? And I, li- I like that very. She, I like how she very coyly just goes and sits down next to her, and she's like, "What are you doing, right? What now? are you doing?" Yeah, and um, goes to a, a horror's bunk, 
and you know lies down and rolls around and you know does all this. Yeah, she does like a she goes full Will Graham. She goes full Will Graham in Hannibal, and she she gets into the mind of Uhura yeah. and tries to figure out what's what's different. She closes the thing and she's like, okay. She's like, yeah, but I have the lights turned off. Yeah. Ah, ping. This is my design. Have you yeah. watched Hannibal? I have watched Hannibal, of course. This Come is on. my design. <laughs> God, that light looks pretty. This is my design. Um, there we go. I'm sorry. You need to do the, you know, it puts uh, lotion on the skin <laughs> or it, it gets hurt again. I'll do the dance routine on camera one day. <laughs> Goodbye, horses. Um, but yeah, through, through that, Una learns or, or works out that um, the virus spreads on light. So somehow, you know, and... Who particularly cares about the science about it? Um, mm -hmm. I imagine there's probably one or two people that will compare, like, complain about the science, but the virus itself spreads through light, which is a so, cool concept. Like, yeah. that's definitely a, um, you know, what I think I think we were talking about. Like, that's that's like um, that's like one of those sci-fi ideas that a writer has had and they've put it in the yeah. back of their mind and then they've gone. Oh, we can do it in this, you know. Yeah. That's it's a it's a and, cool, and kind of like concept. Maybe it doesn't make a hundred percent sense when it comes to the um, you know spreading of or, or how how the virus or bacteria or whatever attaches itself to light. But it does make sense when it comes to when people get infected, they head towards light so they can infect other people. Yeah. You know, you that's know. that's how viruses work. That yeah. it presents in such a way that it can spread. Yeah, know? it's like sneezing when you have like a normal virus. You know that mm. that's how it it forces you to sneeze, which makes more air particles of of whatever, which infects more people. Um, you know that that's how it works. And for these, yes, we know, Mike. We, we, we all know. We all know. know. Everyone on the planet knows how fucking viruses spread yeah. now. Oh no! But, <laughs> but for this for this sci-fi virus, um, they get so horny for light that they get into light places where it then spreads to more people. So that that's and, kind of but, what but we learned from so that. Like, so she, so Ahura, is in total darkness. So the so the the virus doesn't get to her. Is she now infected now that she, when she leaves her bed, she is now infected or has the darkness purged her? I, from my reading of it and, you know, not necessarily correct. Um, I, I think that the second that she left her bed and saw the sun, and saw the people in front of the sun mm. that she's infected. So not necessarily yeah, like for it. Because they didn't have, they, they weren't developing antibodies for it, were they? Yeah. So so she wouldn't have like been able to purge it from a system. No. So so yeah, okay, okay. I get that. That, that was my reading of it, and you know, I'm I'm, I'm taking it on wrong. board. I am taking it on board. <laughs> That's what happened. Um so so dur during that scene where we get um the explanation of 
light is the transferal mechanism of this. We get Hema coming into sick bay um, and going over to the transporter and saying, you know, mm, let me let me check out this transporter. Yeah. And then Benga is, you know, so defensive about no. it. He's like, don't touch my fucking dirt spot. <laughs> That's my... It remind, in the moment, it reminded me of an episode of Scrubs where the um, X-ray technician is obsessing over his machines, machines. And he's like, my machines! <laughs> Whose machines are they? My, my machines! machines. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's very much like that. Um, you know, so so... Um, Hammer's like, hmm, okay, and wanders off. Yeah. And it, which, like, you know, maybe you could have said more. Yeah, mate, like, and again, Hammer being a bit of a douche, and there's a little bit of conflict. There's definitely some just like attitude between yeah. Mbenga and and Hammer. Um, the you know, the one of the clips from an upcoming episode where we see Hammer like having a great time wearing some like local dress. It is with yeah. Mbenga, so I'm thinking that okay. either in the Mbenga or the Hammer episode, it's going to be like those two as like a, a double act. Yeah, I, I've a... been trying. To, I've been trying to work out because we've got a ten episode season, and we've got more than ten, um, you know, uh, supplementary cast members. Have we? Blimey! If if you include um, Chapel and Benga. Um, Hammer, uh, Ortegas, you know, we, we've got more than 10. So I'm, I'm trying to work out who who doesn't have an episode. So I, I'm thinking that this may be, you know, not necessarily Umbenga and Una episode, but mm. I think this is going to cover more than one of them because we mm. get a lot more on Umbenga. We get a lot more, obviously, on Una because it's her episode, and we get more on La'an because we find out kind of like her origin hmm. um, sort of thing. Yeah. So I, I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't get a episode that's devoted to those guys. I, I, I'm thinking, I'm just trying to think who might not get an episode. I'm like, yeah. Ortegas isn't like a department head. So that, hmm. I'm just thinking, I'm thinking of it in terms of who's going to have a log Who's gonna have yeah. a who's gonna have like a, a log that's important that needs doing? So like you've got Captain, first episode. We've already had Cadet's log. Um, but Chief Medical Officer's log, Chief Engineer's log. I'm I'm thinking Helmsman's log? Like is yeah. that I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Ortega's and um Chapel. Yeah. That miss out on episodes. And that doesn't mean they won't get episodes in season two. You know, hopefully they no. do. Um, but it, it's just a a function of we've got ten episodes to tell twelve stories, <laughs> kind of. And maybe yeah. you want to circle back to Pike at some point and give him an, an extra episode. Yeah, they'll uh, probably what they'll probably be what bookends the season. Like the last yeah. episode will probably be Captain's log. Yeah. Um, Oh, so it, Ortegas is wearing a red shirt. Maybe Ortegas doesn't get a log because Ortegas dies. I hope not. I mean, she, yeah. she's a she's a, a good and fine character. You know, hopefully she's she survives through. Um, mm. You know, the, the, yeah. I, I I know people don't like a haircut, but or or the 
the faces that she pulls and it's you know it's the future who cares um the faces in my that opinion. she pulls i've not heard that one that i i've i've heard because i i i avoid oh, what they don't like this she they they think that she's the grinner that she goes like mm, 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 i take offense to that i take yeah. offense to that i'm a grinner yeah. <laughs> I, I i don't particularly care you know for for the most of the grinning that she does it's in in the background um and if she's she's the realest person she's on the bridge kind of thing where you know all these people having like very straight no emotion reactions you know especially um spock and una if we have one person that balances that out somewhat it's probably going to be ortegas and and to a second degree uhura Mm. Um, because new on the ship and is more emotion in in how they act, so I, I don't mind too much on, on that yeah. sort of stuff. You can't have everyone in the like lockdown and no emotion and very military. Um, Even those stuffly isn't the military. Yeah, yeah. Well, then what is it? Well, um, it's a military uh, to me, but it's it's basically yeah. Um, um, so um, from there, do we go to um, Una trying to contact Hammer? Yeah. Um, and we get Una's full name. Is that, I don't know if, is that the first time we get Una's Una, full name? Una Chin Riley. don't believe so. I think it was in Disco. Um, if it wasn't in Disco, it was in um, the short tracks. Right. Um, Una, Una Chin Riley, um, oh. which you know is a, is a fine enough name. Um, it's a it's a it's a fine it's a fine enough name. It's fine enough fine, name, especially for a you fine know, standing. Yeah. Um, so so we get her trying to contact Hammer, and gets no response, or, or and, and then goes to goes to see him, and he's yeah. he's transporting. A part of the core of of the planet below them, just because yeah. it's so fucking molten and light. He's that's, like, that's extreme. I, again, in the rating of how smart are people when they're trying to get horny for light, Hemmer's Hemmer's probably up there. He's so yeah. horny for light that he's transporting the lightest thing. That's planet. some out of the box thinking that he's that he's coming up with there. Like that's and like the, as well. Like when she comes in and he's like. Check this out. <laughs> like, yeah. She's like, "No, you'll die." And he's like, "It's fine." Yeah. Like, look, I like, yeah. Earlier on in the episode, he very plainly says, "I'm a genius." Yeah. Um, and yeah, we kind of definitely see it there. Like, yeah, and his, his species completely, like the Enar or Enar, um, lived under the ice for thousands of years. So anytime that they come close to any sort of light, they should start blistering. And yeah. when she knocks him out, when he falls onto the transport plan pad, he's blistering all over him. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> you know, so so that's you know half good that they've captured that. That he's um, light is bad for these guys. Yeah, she must not have um, psychically telegraphed her shot. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then when when she does knock him out. 
And this moment that blew me the fuck away, she fucking picks him up, no fucking problem, just throws him over his shoulder. Yeah. And it, like, I was just like, okay. I was like, she didn't there? even do the like the fireman roll. You know the thing yeah. where you like roll over someone to to pick them up. I was like, yeah, man, the, like a rag doll. Yeah, yeah, like completely easy. She didn't even like make a noise. I yeah. I groan whenever I do any physical act, and she. Yeah, well, well, I mean, and at oh, that moment, I'm like, she's a fucking android. Like she is a fucking android. I, I was still thinking at this point that she's been affected by it. So she's got like superhuman strength because of the infection, just like the um, Lance put his head through what is presumably transparent aluminum. I was just like, you know, she, she's strong now because she's got the disease, but she's working through it. She's that mm. strong will. She, she's working through it. I, I was completely um, suckered in. Let's say. Mm. No, I thought in the, that minute where she's doing that slow walk. Um, I'm like, I like how she walks up through as well. She can, she can, she's walking up to the transporter room and she sees like fucking light shining out of it. And she's just like still. Mm-hmm. Something then she knocks him out, there. throws him over her, sh- her shoulder. And then she walks away like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. getting shit done. Yeah. That's what I do. I knock guys out and throw them over my shoulder and carry them away. Una, uh, throw in, throw in hammer over her shoulder. She goes into, she takes him to sick bay, and that's when yeah. we get like the, um, you know, the big reveal. She asks Mbenga if um, if there were any antibodies in her system, um, and he's like, like, like no, and she's like, well, no, I mean, there must be because. I'm a fucking bioengineered Illyrian. She's Illyrian. Yeah. She is one of the people that um, you know, whose whose colony that they're at. Um, and that's that's well, you know, well the, not not necessarily the that colony, but that not that colony, but the yeah. people that were, you know, that you know yeah. she the people who would the same bioengineer people. themselves to yeah. fit into a colony. Yeah. Yeah. And like that's the that's the reveal of like what Una's deal is, you mm-hmm. know, which is what I've been very curious about. What is her deal? She's Illyrian. She's not a. She's not an android. She's not an augment. She's she's from a race of people that that genetically modify themselves for their environment, which is why she presents as human because she's yeah. genetically modified herself to to join Starfleet, um, which is predominantly I- human. I, the I Illyrians, think... from what I recall, the Illyrians are um, they they have they've got bumpy foreheads. But but I don't think it was said anywhere that she engineered herself for Starfleet. I, I just think she was, you know, found or picked up or whatever, decided yeah. to join Starfleet and she, you know, presented as human. But she did she did say later on in the episode that she she from the second she first saw the stars. She wanted. Mm. She wanted to. Uh, she wanted join to join Starfleet. Starfleet. Yeah. 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 Illyrians. They've got forehead pussies. <laughs> yep. Cl- classic uh, Star Trek. You glue something onto the, the forehead of someone. Yep. Um, um. But yeah, she she could have been from a colony where everyone presents as human anyway. 
um, potentially to, to yeah. be honest so I, I, I never took anything that was said in the episode as she she changed herself to to be more humanoid I, I just took it as she was so humanoid um you know that it was she could, she could pass she could pass mm. you know which, which is you know that which is the analogy of the show i think um she she could you know quote unquote pass as one of the good ones a human or human humanoid um and, and get through on that to the extent where her best mate that we we see pike doesn't know um that that she's a illorian um mm. Which is, yeah. which is interesting, really, because, you know, God only knows how she got picked up or, or added to Starfleet. But interesting, interesting. My 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 theory is she, um, you know, she she altered herself and, uh, you know, she's in disguise, essentially. OK. Um, they, yeah. they can't replicate Una's antibodies because they burn themselves out so quickly because her immune system is so shit hot. Yeah. Um, just so again, by virtue, saying, presumably yeah. by virtue of being Illyrian and being from a race who, you know, if we, you know, when we go back to Pike and Spark, like they, they seem very adaptive. Yeah. Hmm. Um, should we get, should we, should we, should we go back to, should we go back to Pike and Spock? Let's, let's, let's talk on Pike and Spock for a minute. Yeah, sure, sure. Because we, we can on, finish their story in, in, in less than five minutes, guaranteed. Exactly. We, we can finish the, the Pike and Spock story. That so like, I've got written down the on Spike my notes. story. I've got <laughs> the Spike. Oh, Spike. <laughs> um, my notes for them have just got like, where are the Illyrians? Oh shit! There they are. So yeah. the Illyrians have somehow turned into ghosts. Well, well, Pike and um, well, Spock offers two theories, and my reading of the episode was the second theory, which is the ghosts are the Illyrians. Um, yeah, uh, um, and like it's it, this this disease that everyone has, this virus that is going round, mm. starts killing them all off, and Spock's like. At the same time, these other guys start showing up. So it's got to be them. And, like, we see them, we see them, like, you know, flying around the room that they're in. Yeah. I and... don't think that's necessarily it, though, because it, Spock says that as well as um, killing people off, what the um, virus did was attract people to light. So it's the same virus mm. or whatever. And the people that, the Allurians that were attracted to light some of them wandered into the ion storm, which that was it. changed their genetics somehow right. that turned them into these fucking ghosts, plasma. Very being, adaptive people. Things. Like any of us yeah. would have been, would have melted? I don't know. We'd have had our ions dispersed or would have been bombarded with ions. Whatever, but like, <laughs> who knows what an ion storm is really uh, um, feel, feel free to let us know but an ion storm is, knows what an is ion it full of ions is. or will break down your ions or is um, who knows um, and the, the ghosts are all flying around and I'm like they're trying to get into the room I, immediately I'm thinking they're trying to get into the tubes the yeah. light tubes like maybe 
but mm. it wasn't that. Um, and they're like, you know, they're trying to break in and they're, they're like holding the door back. And I'm like, have you never watched Star Trek? <laughs> like I'm screaming at Pike and Spock. Have you never watched Star Trek? Let them in. Yeah. Like they're, quite yeah, they're probably not what help. you think. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and they, they I, I don't know, to be fair, that the, the ghosts, if they had intelligence, would have come through the glass. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, they, they shouldn't be that much of an idiot. Well, no, they don't yeah. want to, they probably don't want to break the window. That's their, <laughs> that's their window. That's their house. Like, that's, they, when the window eventually breaks, they're thinking about the fucking bill. They're just like, oh, Jesus Christ. You know, I'm going to have to repair that when I get a body again. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, balls. Um, yeah, so, and then they, they break in. And surprise, just surprise. as the window shatters yeah, and lets in all this terrible ion <laughs> radiation or cloud yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, and the yeah. free ghosts surround them and kind of like protect them. Yeah. Um, and there's this moment where Pike and Spock, they're like really close and they look like they're about to kiss. And I'm like, <laughs> keys, keys, keys. They, but they don't kiss. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, unfortunately. They will. They will. Um, and yeah, like. Um, then the, the ion storm passes and maybe one of the ghosts pushes the rest of the ions out the room. It is my reading out of it from the from my second yeah. watch. I didn't get it out of the first watch, but I got it on the second. Mm-hmm. Pushes the rest of, I don't know, bad stuff out the room. And then Spock and Pike are, are laying down here going like, oh, well, it's passed over. And um, we're still alive. Or, or the, the ghosts have left. And and so is the storm, and we are still left. We are still yeah. alive. Yeah, I thought, it was, I, I thought it was weird that when when the window was about to break, um, Pike shouted, "Ground, ground!" instead of like "down" or "duck" or "get down" or "get down on the floor." Ground. I mean, it's it's a twenty second century. It just, it just hit the ear wrong. Yeah, maybe yeah. in the 22nd century, that's how they, you know, say down. Yeah, they just go ground, ground, um, and yeah, um, like that's. So, so to continue on the on the Spock Pike piece, after all this wow. happened, um, Spock breaks out uh, another reading tube, or another yeah. reading tube presents itself and says, "Oh, by the way, these people were so wanting to get into the Federation." Yeah. That they de genetically altered themselves to contagions. Yeah. So they like, probably they, fucked over themselves in that yeah. they gave themselves the disease by not protecting themselves anymore from the planets. Yeah. Any, any which, which is, you know, which definitely follows on from, you know, the what the Illyrians are about. Because obviously, in Star Trek, aliens are all monoculture, they're all about. They're all about crystals, or they're all about armor, yeah. or they're all about um, honor, rather. And the Illyrians are all about modifying themselves for their environment. So they're they're trying to modify themselves for the environment of not being allowed to modify themselves. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I, I suppose I didn't think of it in that way that they're they're modifying themselves to not be able to get fit into an environment where you can't modify yourself. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a good one. Classic Illyrians. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, 
it, it's this like, um, and I don't like, you know, it kind of, it, it just ends with Spock and Pike looking at each other like, oh, fuck. Well, well, well Spock, Spock's whole thing at the end of it, at the end of the, the bit of the episode is saying, you know, them, them trying to fit in, them trying to be one of the good ones, you know, if we're trying to borrow a, mm. a message of the episode, destroyed them as a culture and a people and, and whatever. Yeah, trying um, to fit themselves into a box built by someone else. Yeah. Massively detrimental to them. Yeah. yeah. Ended and, up destroying and, their civilization and turning them into horrific plasma ghosts. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, as a person, as a as a neurodivergent person, I I get that. You know, yeah. I get the difficulty that that you know trying to fit into you know the society provided the the box provided to me by society. Like it's um it's fucking it can fucking do you in, man. Yeah. Now I I got I got that that was the 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 point of the episode and I think it it hits okay but maybe let's get to the end of the episode and, mm. and do like so, what I yeah after after Pike and Spock's so well. bit we go we go through a bunch of other stuff again they're not they're not yeah, yeah. they're not in it that much yeah so with, there's two very to... separate stories there's, there's mm. Pike and Spock and then there's the 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 Enterprise really yeah. Um, and uh, and we get to um, so Una's Una's on um, Una's in sick bay, and Mbenga sedates himself, and Laan knocks out um, Chapel and runs yeah. to the warp core. I'll say before that, like when when Mbenga is is being sedated, like we do have this wonderfully poignant. Um, sort of dialogue between him and, and Una talking about like, you know, talking about the stuff that we've just been talking about, like, you know, yeah, you know, how, uh, you know, even when you do end up fitting yourself into that box, the, the society that built that box just finds new things to, 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 to be the problem, you know? Well, well they do that. that the whole thing as well, where they say, like, regulations would say we couldn't mix your DNA with our DNA. And Chapel and Mbenga say, I don't, I don't fucking care about that. You know, I'm trying to save people's lives. Um, I, I'd, I'd mix you with, like, a fucking slug if I could. <laughs> if it was yeah. going to save us. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It is not a policy uh, that I agree with 100%, this, this policy against... Against no. augments, like it's 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 too philosophically. It's too not cut and dry. I agree with one hundred percent, but I will circle back to it. Let's say, okay. So then, so then we're down in engineering. Lance knocked out Nurse Chapel. Yeah, um, very quietly. Very quietly. Yeah. Um, and she uh, she's another one of the smart people. She's overloading the warp core to get as much light as possible. Yes. Um uh very um shall I say uh, extreme measure again. Yeah. Just like let's how can I get the you know outside of the box thinking using your noodle, how can I get I'm gonna flood the entire ship with light. For for all of ten seconds before it blows up, yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be good. And you just 
You know, she's just thinking about that immediate gratification, you know? Yeah. Addict behavior, uh, for sure. Uh, yeah. Um, but but then the, the Enterprise as a whole is ready to blow up. And I'm like, oh, no. Will the Enterprise blow up? Oh, my God. Will um, that happen? Yeah. It didn't. No, and and no, no one in their right mind thought it would really, unless there was going to be time to travel shenanigans. But yeah. unless you're Chris they, they Mike probably and, Spock and you've never watched Star Trek before, yeah, I, I think they probably overdid that to a degree. If they just said like it was 100% radiation in the room, but they went on like, oh, there's going to be a warp core breach in like, yeah, five, four. Um, so after the fight scene, we get the we get that whole discussion about between Spark and Pike talking about you know they they killed themselves trying to be our friend. Yeah, trying um, to be a good one, you know, quote unquote, yeah. a good one. Um, and we and... also get um, the Umbenga and Una bit, mm -hmm. and, and I suppose Chapel. Where she's saying, because I captured myself healing La'an when I healed La'an with, uh, I think she says it's chimeric antibodies, which yeah. are, which do exist in in real life, um, but they they don't work like that. I would imagine. <laughs> well, if it's something like that, is it something to do with like the baby in the womb? Or? No, it is. It is cross species antibodies so you can mesh from my reading of it because i tried to do a bit of research before we film this yeah because that um, definitely sounded like some bullshit yeah that that was I mean, <laughs> like... that that was them inventing bullshit you know as they went i suppose but it, it it's supposed to be you know you can make antibody an antibody out of human dna or human antibodies and mouse antibodies it's my okay. reading of the research. So I'm more than happy to be corrected on that. So okay. fr from the episode that happened in front of us, you know, of Strange New Worlds, it's an antibody gets created from La'an and Una's DNA that helps cure everyone. Okay. Which is nice. Which is and, nice and, and, and fine. You know, what, 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 you know, you know, as to be expected from Trek, you know, usually someone in a viral outbreak episode, someone has the cure, you know, yeah. in someone Genesis, or some cat. In Genesis, <laughs> it's Spot. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's Spot. It's, in Genesis, it's Spot. Spot saves the day. Yeah. Um, and we get this, we get really nice, we get this scene where um, uh, Una is about to resign. She does the, you know, re I'm resigning yeah. from Starfleet, like, resigning my commission. Um, mm. And Pike's just like, yeah, no. Uh, you you're, know. you're you're the best um, first officer. Um, I, I'm not willing to that. And he goes to, you know, he says he's willing to go to bat yeah. for her. He says he, I look Starfleet. forward. I look forward to that conversation. Like he's yeah. like, bring it on. And I get that. I'm the same with one of my boys, you know. I'm like, you know, one of my friends, you want to say something, fucking bring it on. Like, I I look like I working in hospitality, yeah. when someone is is being a dick or has a complaint, I'm like, send them my way. I'll I'll deal yeah. with them. 
working like, anything close quarters, like a crew, yeah. like the Enterprise should Absolutely. be. You're willing to, you know, go to bat for your crew. Yeah, and Pike 100%. especially because he's the captain and with Una because he's been her first, his first officer for many a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the, I do wonder if the reason we, we don't see Una in you know, beyond Strange New Worlds is because the, once Pike wasn't there to protect her, she kind of got shit out. Mm. Maybe. So Pike's kind of like backing her up and saying, you know, no, best first officer in the fleet, you try and get rid of her, you get rid of me. Yeah. And he gets um, put in a, you know, wheelchair with, you know, the iron sides. He gets the melty face. Yeah. And, and suddenly... How are you going to defend your um, first officer when you can only say yes, no? Yeah, you need to be asked yes or no questions. Yeah. So that, that does make me wonder, like, if that's what happens to Una. Potentially. Yeah. Or, you know, potentially something even more tragic. Yeah. Who knows? Well, we um, do get a scene before that, though, where Una goes to see um, La'an and discusses because they're both cured by this point and discusses the augments piece yeah. and laan does more of the you know i hated augments you know she doesn't consider herself an augment she gets called that she gets taunted that as, in school she hated that sort of shit um she she's renounced any sort of that piece um it, it's kind of like damage on on herself that she's tried to move beyond that it mm. might have been one of the constituent pieces to make her more insular as a character yeah um that, that we see or more defensive you know compared to you know maybe if you weren't bullied consistently be, because you were an ancestor of an augmented warlord <laughs> you know um, yeah. So we we get a bit of that piece as well. So th- yeah. there's a, a nice bit of connection between her, someone she's, who she's... previously hated augments and Una, yeah. someone that she still considers an augment, but is her mm. friend and helped her in to yeah. she's, federation. She's she's hurt. She's hurt by you know she feels you know like an injustice has been done to her. Again, I think that that's just reactionary. I don't, mm. you know, I don't, you know, like like I said before, like you know, Laan has a you know a duty unto herself. So does Una. Una doesn't need to be that forthcoming yeah. with with Laan, but um, you know, obviously she's, she's she's put out by that. Um yeah. But she's kind of you know where I see it, she's kind of got to get over that, mate. Like especially with I I can understand from the Laan to Una point in that your whole life has been open to Una. You're being mm. saved from the Gorn, you know, being a a sack that gets egged into. Um yeah. and then you get saved by Una and you have your whole life exposed and Una doesn't tell you even though you're clearly someone who's been bullied because you've been a descendant of an augment, that she in herself is an augment. I kind of get where Laan is coming yeah, from. Yeah, you get it, but like it's it's something that 
she's gonna have to get over yeah in, in my opinion like, <laughs> yeah she's just gonna have to get over it like yeah. you know she wasn't having her augmented ancestry held against her to stop her from joining starfleet you know yeah it is do you, it do you, a, do you think it'll it come different. up again did the, the um una is an augment yeah i think it'll come up again i mean is she in, an in augment? this season calls her an augment but like she's well. genetic she's genetically some oh god she she's of a species that has superior strength and superior mm. um antibodies at least yeah um, i mean I, th I think it'll definitely it'll definitely come up again um and there'll definitely be some i wonder if there's going to be some like uh some tension between lan and una going forward now yeah hmm I don't know. I think it depends right. on if we get a lot. Certainly, it certain, certainly is a ship full of secrets. It is Ooh. a small ship with Ooh. big secrets. Because then <laughs> we go, we go from, we go from this, yeah, to um, Benga, uh, and the the reveal of why Benga didn't want uh, Hammer messing with his with his machine because he's got his fucking daughter. Stuck in the pattern buffer. Yeah. Um, she's got a terminal disease. She was given 12 weeks to live. Mm. And so he's keeping her in the pattern buffer, taking her out occasionally for story time. And that's fucking, that's heartbreaking. And that's some death. Yeah. Definitely that... felt like it kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, so, so when you when you said you, you cried at, you know, because we discussed Picard, obviously. Yeah. When you said you cried at, like, Picard season two, the ending of that, mm -hmm. I, I was more emotionally affected by this than I was Picard. Wow. Kid, kid I, stuff does stuff to me, you uh, know, um, than anything else. Uh, and uh, I don't know. He's old, like, friend, old friend and sibling stuff is what always yeah. does it for me. Si yeah. Sibling stuff does it for me as well. Mm. But he's like, no, my, my kid is going to die. Yeah, and if I knew my kid dying or me protecting my kid was going to cause this sort of hassle, I'll give her up. And he says to Una, "Can you give me one last time to talk to my child, and then kind of I'll hand myself over to Starfleet." But she's just had that same conversation with Pike, yeah. so she's you know she's going by good guy Chris's um, wonderful example and just being like, "Don't worry about it, mate." Don't worry about if it. If anyone I'll says out, if anyone says out, I'll fucking punch him. I'll hook up your transporter to a separate power cell, so yeah. it's not going to fuck up this sort of shit again. Um, yeah. And it's fine. Yeah. And you know, which, which is very nice. You know, for all that, possibly you don't want the the um, medical bay transporter to, to have a um, a inadequate form of filtering diseases. But yeah, I, I how don't long care. has he had that kid in that buffer? Like yeah. that's you know if it, it reminds me of an episode of Enterprise. Well, it reminds me of two episodes. It reminds me of an episode of Enterprise, and it reminds me of an episode of TNG. Um, yeah. So there's the episode of Enterprise where the inventor of the human transporter. So mm. we have to clarify that nowadays because there was a Romulan transporter before then. Yeah. Had his son tried to transport his son, who got turned into energy and got fucked up, mm. and he 
boards the enterprise and says he he's got a miraculous way of transporting people across you know solar systems and stuff like mm. that and his son you know it's all a ruse to try and reconstitute his son who has been turned into energy and he's trying to just get his son back yeah um and it also reminds me of relics the tng episode that i can remember the name of where scotty uh, managed oh, to load himself cool. into the transporter buffer for yeah for 50 odd years. years man or whatever like yeah good yeah, yeah definitely there's and, um there's the voyager episode where they're hiding telepaths in the transport yeah. buffer like the transport buffer seems like there's a lot of shit that can be done with that with that mm. bad boy you know and this for anyone who says or wants to say this breaks canon because relics you know you, you could only store someone for so long and umbenga said you could store someone forever umbenga mm. said you could store someone forever if you occasionally reconstituted them into mm -hmm. matter so that's what he does he for horrific you know in my mind horrific um as if you were the daughter yeah just he like... reconstitutes his daughter to read her the same fucking story he does every night for her what and it's just oh. like jesus christ if you're that All daughter, life is is story yeah you get not reborn but you don't exist and then you exist and then you'll read the same story over and over again yeah. that has got to be maddening if his daughter yeah. survives this she's got to be like pulling out of her eyeballs you know she's going to be event horizoning this sort what, of shit. what effect is that level of what like how is that going to affect the way that she talks like when she when they eventually sort her out and she just talks as though she's telling a story all the time they're like yeah. how, how how are you doing mabenga's daughter yeah and she's we, like we well in the morning i got out of bed and i thought well what a wonderful day it will be and mm. then i went over to the thing and it's just like jesus christ yeah story time all the time with this kid because or, yeah because it, like it, all in her mind she's like oh I, I woke up oh uh, i believed my dad was reading the, me this story and then i disappeared for you know five years and i didn't exist so i can't remember that yeah and then I was suddenly awake again, and my dad was reading me the same story. And I didn't exist for a couple of years Yay. again, apparently. And then my dad was reading me the same story. You've got to be, you know, I rewatch a lot of shit. I don't rewatch shit to that degree. That's got to be over and over and over. That's got to be crazy, you know. Yeah. Umbega, you should try and like download some different stories, please, for your daughter's yes. sake, if no one else. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get that kid to watch some Star Trek. Yeah. But they do they do this nice transition um between scenes between the Umbenga talking to yeah. his daughter and Una, whereas the set disappears from the sick bay and it's I don't know, you wouldn't call it rotoscoped, whatever, um, clipped away. Um and then it goes to Una talking in her quarters again. And it's very much she does say one of the good ones, as we've said before. Mm, yeah, um, how how you know how different could today have? How different would my conversation with with Pike have gone if I if I wasn't one of the good ones? If I wasn't a hero? If I didn't yeah. pass? You and know, 
She also says, when will it be enough to just be Elorian? Which, yeah. you know, you replace that with any race. A- um, any minority. Any minority, um, you know. Yeah. It, it fits in there um, mm-hmm. pretty well. Um, I mean, like, and- the, the, there is definitely, like, a critique in... Yeah presenting a white woman as being a member of a subjected minority. Yeah. There's definitely a critique there, but there is also the reality of a lot of white people not quite getting a concept until it is framed in whiteness. Yeah. So I I I I didn't mind that and you know I'm mm-hmm. a white guy, but I I didn't mind that because a lot of TOS is framing those sorts of problems as white guys in those problems to mm-hmm. try and educate the the population that, you know, how would you feel if you were the minority? How would you feel exactly. if you were put in this situation? So I, I don't I don't particularly mind that. That's not the part of the episode that I mind <laughs> as a setup. Uh, so can, can so one one more thing about the episode, yeah, and then we'll get into this this thing that you've been hinting at, yeah, um, the, the part so of the episode that I'm when when uh, when Una finishes her log, and she goes computer, and there's a long pause, and I'm just like delete log entry, yeah, and she does fucking pale moonlight, baby, yeah, that is DS9 in a it. hole, yeah, yeah, I love that. I, yeah. I was like, yes, classic, another. Another callback to to a great bit of Trek. Yeah. Delete that last entry. Delete that last entry. I loved, and then ending the episode on that classic. One of my criticisms for the episode is that we're we're told that throughout Trek as a whole, that augmenting yourself is bad Mm. to to some degree, and not for the reasons the. Illyrians are augmenting themselves. Illyrians. 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 Too many eyes and wise. That's what I was saying. It's too many eyes and wise. Hold on. I'll make a note. I I will (laughs) will make a note. Illyrians. Illyrians. (laughs) Phonetically. Yeah. Um, The reason they're augmenting themselves is different to the reason that that Khan was an augment. Hmm. But. I I I don't think it I don't think it fits particularly well for me or it wasn't highlighted enough or buttoned enough that the augments of her race were different to the augments of humans. Whereas, you know, because we see her, you know, throw hammer across her shoulder. So all the augments that we know are human augments are all super strength. She's super, super strength. So are know... Klingons. So is Data. So you know, there's that. Know, there's the episode of Measure of Man where, like, you know, Picard yeah. is like many species are possessed of mega strength. Yes. Um, good, 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 good quoting. Um, and and yeah, I'm I'm I I'm ready to be completely wrong on that. Whereas her race initially could have been super strong. But if they've augmented themselves to be super strong and to be super ready to fight viruses and bacteria and stuff like that, you know, I 
I agree with the virus and bacteria sort of piece of it because there's no reason why um, Bones's father should have died, let's mm. say. But at the same time that we've been beaten into us through most of Star Trek, that if you have superior humanoids, it breeds superior ambition. You get like, you get end up with a Khan. You end up it's with a flawed. It's a flawed philosophy. It, it's a it's a very flawed philosophy, but it seems weird to try and address it in a prequel, mm. because we know after this. So we've had before this um, Enterprise and the Augment story where um, Brent Spanner is playing. I don't know one of his Brent Spanner characters who's trying to make augment and augment humans and trying to defeat viruses and make humans be happier and and more intelligent and stuff like that. And we shoot mm. that down as like, that's a no. You're mm. Please don't do this. Um, and then we skip forward to TOS and they're still like, no, please don't do this. <laughs> and then we skip forward to, you know, is it next in TNG or, or Voyager? But it's like, please, or, or DS9. Um, but DS9 is still like, please don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> and then we've got this weird encapsulation now of Strange New Worlds where it's like, okay, you know, the show is agreeing that you maybe can do this if um, you're only doing it to fight viruses, which I, this, I agree but with. This, but, but, you know, the thing, this is the thing like that is that's why I think it's it's flawed like that, you know, it's presented in all of trek a certain way um and then but this is all pre-internet trek where people haven't been on discussion boards discussing the 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 issue because mm. like the way i see it trek is all about embracing you know people for their differences you know yeah. what makes you different is what makes you special you know yeah. fucking una having super strength was very handy that day yeah. you know Bashir having superior you know having genetically engineered brain whatevers he, he, he saves countless lives mm -hmm. you know the the blanket statement of saying you know superior genetics breeds um like you know superiority complex mm. it's too it's too cut and dry like blanket statement yeah uh, it's it's there's not enough it's not enough nuance for that kind of policy and it's not enough nuance for star trek like star trek is no. all about nuance and like th that is very much like the kind of conversation that i think that trek should have been having around genetic augmentation the whole time well well certainly from Later TNG to DS9, I think that's the conversation where there's there's potentially nuance in it. And we see that with Bashir. But before that, the, there's no nuance in it. And, you know, it, it is a, as I was saying before, it's, you should kind of like struggle for, for the parts that you want to achieve. Whereas potentially genetically augmenting yourself isn't, the way to go and even Bashir doesn't agree with genetic augmentation yeah he's just, well, well i mean he, he's just a know, byproduct he, of that yeah he he doesn't you know and that's that's fair enough he was 
you know, for all intents and purposes, experimented on as a child. Yeah. That's he's he right. had no he's, choice he's right. on that. Yeah, yeah, he's he's right to be irked by that. Mm. But I mean, if cybernetic augmentations are allowed, I mean, is a cybernetic augmentations allowed because it comes from uh, by virtue of struggling? Yeah. You know, is is. You know, is well, how much do we sit up, hit on cybernetic augmentation in, in track other than the Borg disco? Um, we have, we have, well, Kaylee. we've got the we've got yeah. Kaylee with the eye thing, and then we've got the, the cyborg lady, Arium. You yeah. know, is 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 that okay? Is, is it okay for her to have vastly superior mental capabilities because she got blown up? Is it mm. is it okay for Data to have a visor because he was blind? Data to have a visor. Not Data, Geordie. Data's, is it, is, I mean, and Data, Data, you know, for one, you know, Data's okay. And he is, is vastly superior to any officer around him. Oh, Jesus Christ, yeah. You know, and he Um, doesn't struggle at all. He, you know, he, he learns to struggle. His struggle was learning how to struggle. And And I think they've, they've almost sidestepped it in this episode is the the Illyrians aren't humans. So where they've augmented themselves, they've kind of got a pass on that compared to humans that have augmented themselves. Whereas I, I think in in you know if you try to tell this story where Una was part of a colony of humans that augmented themselves, it wouldn't work anywhere near as well because it isn't accepting, you know, a race of other it is accepting, mm. you know, a race that has tried to make themselves superior. Mm. So it moves from the episode, you know, core of trying to trying to realize the benefits of of being in a mix of, of different people and not saying that you need to fit in. Mm. If if it was a race of of human offshoots that have augmented themselves. I, I don't think that works anywhere near as well. So, yeah. the, you know, the, yeah. thankfully they've gone for a different species. Um, and like that, and like that's, that it's, it's very Trek because often, you know, the conflict that comes in Trek is because of those differences between mm. two different peoples. You know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it definitely you know Una definitely had to be a genetically augmented alien. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking like maybe maybe the policy should just be no genetically augmented humans. Because I can believe that if a human has genetic superiority, mm-hmm. it would breed a superiority complex. I can believe Maybe that. It's this weird thing because humans are treated very specially in, in Star Trek as they are, you know, they've got the app. Um, they can have the logic of Vulcans. They can have the aggression of Klingons. They can have the, mm-hmm. you know, all this. They're kind of the mix of races and they can be yeah. anyone and talk to anyone. Whereas if they augment themselves, they really fuck up. But if any other race augments themselves, they kind of like don't go that bad. Mm. Um, because we know Klingons are from TOS on are, are kind of augments anyway. Mm. 
Yeah. So they, they must not fuck themselves up too much. Jesus yeah. knows. Um, you know, it but it, it, it seems like a, a weird thing for, for me to cover where you just like, oh no, arguments aren't, you know, you should be accepting of arguments as well. And it would have been, I don't know, I think it would have fought fit better for me if it was just that race. I don't yeah. know. I, I, I don't I, know what to, to I don't me, know what my me, issue is. The the, to me, that message of like, you know, like like Pike says at the start of the episode, this is weird that, yeah. that the Federation still has a problem with this. And yeah, it is weird. Like those kinds of restrictions, you're you're only restricting yourself. Yeah. By by putting those kinds of restrictions on other people. But yeah. but my issue with with the restrictions on ourselves, I suppose, is restrictions. We know these restrictions on ourselves last at least two DS nine. Yeah, and we're we're still in a prequel area area. I, like, but like again, like this is this is this is what I think. It's I would prequel like to, um, What we are seeing throughout all of Trek is we're just hearing policy being regurgitated. Hmm. Um, and we're hearing policy being regurgitated from, you know, officials. Yeah. And we aren't hearing what the people uh, think on the subject. You know, yeah. in, in that episode, you know, O'Brien, the the fucking the Star Trek's everyman, he's just he's he's not bothered. He's not no. bothered. He's not bothered about about fucking Bashir's augmentations no. you know Mbenga's not bothered about um uh Una's augmentations Chris isn't bothered by it Chris Chris <laughs> Chris Chapel it's <laughs> my friend Chris you, you've already my, uh Shonda, you, you're already um making wedding arrangements now oh mate I love him <laughs> like, um, yeah, yeah I, like, I I get that and I get Trek is the outsiders show so like Every track has an outsider, at least one outsider. So you've got um, Spock, then you've got Data, and you've got Worf, then you've got um, you've got Chakotay, or you've got Odo, or or Garrick. You know, it's it's an outsider show, hmm. but it, it, it you know, Una as an augment is is a weird outsider to me because we know Trek as a whole doesn't. Um, facilitate augments in the future yeah but so that that's what i was saying maybe um i was hinting up, up front maybe the reason we don't see una in the future is because the second pike gets yeah. um, put in the box it's like well starfleet's going like ah well you don't have anyone to defend you anymore i tell you yeah. what we'll do um una we will get rid of you because we can. I'm sorry, yeah. but you know, augmented. It says here. Exactly it says us. here in this this one three lined paragraph that deals yeah. with the subject of augments. No augments. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's it. General Order Nine. Yeah. No augments. Full stop. Across the board. No nuance. Yeah. And it, it it does feel very weird for me to be like, because I, I think there probably should be augmented in Star Trek as a whole. 
Um, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, it doesn't really fit as much. Um, so I'm I'm more more than willing to say like I'm being a stick in the mud with that sort of stuff. See, I'm I'm the kind of person where like if like me personally, hmm. augment the fuck out of me. Like I've got fucking eczema and asthma and a bad yeah, back yeah. and carpal tunnel and fucking and you know neurodivergencies. Fucking shoot me up full of shit. Like do it. Go for it. Mm. Fucking if 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 prosthetic arms get good enough where I can just get one and it's basically the same as having this arm, but I can download music into it, like fucking well, hook me that, up. That does the um measure of a man TNG um season one or two. Mm. You know, data says to Picard, you know. Geordie's eyes are Geordie's eyes are better than human eyes. Why why don't every member of Starfleet have their eyes plucked out and get Geordie's visor stuck onto them? Mm. And Picard's like, oh shit, yeah, we don't. <laughs> I you would. beat me there. You beat me there. I would. I need yeah. glasses. I would. Yeah, I, same. Would, I would. I mean, you know. But it, you know, I, and I would get um, if I could guarantee that you know over my lifetime I didn't have to pay a subscription for my eyes, um, then I probably would. But yeah. it, it doesn't fit particularly with the universe, is is what I'm saying. Are you saying if we got cybernetic augmentations, we would have to pay for a subscription? Well, can you Just can like, you imagine after bare, like a big X in your vision? You you have not paid your subscription. Yeah, after after two or three years of people signing up for getting their eyes augmented, it'll be like, oh no, now you've got a watermark if you don't pay ten pound a month for <laughs> super eyes. Oh, you want to zoom in? That's twenty pound a month, and you'd be like. Christ, you know, thank you, know, thank you, Mister Eye Doctor, for filling these yeah. in with random shite eyeballs. Yeah, that. So that that was my my main thing that I think brought this. Uh, I I haven't read this episode as discontinuity high as the last in a philosophy. Yeah, so mm. I I haven't read as high in, in my mind as the last two kind of mainly because of that and it, it's a small point but it, it's something you know that is, is is stuck in my mind i suppose and yeah, well yeah it, i guess i guess the answer to una's question of like when will it when will uh, when will it be okay for me to just be illyrian or just be augmented i guess is like a hundred years from now when yeah. uh when bashir ends up getting some amendments made to that law. Yeah, just for him. I mean, he doesn't get Patrick or, or the other guy's um, special treatment, does he, really? Um, no. He just gets himself through because he's a doctor on the front line of a war. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, that's kind of fair, even though those guys, you know, are, um, you know, mistreated to an extent. One of the only times that that we actually do see them, they do impersonate flag officers and sneak into like restricted areas. Like they are potentially quite dangerous. And the episode before <laughs> of that, we see them. They're they're recommending that we surrender the war. They're like, yeah. I tell you what, we do. We surrender, and millions of people will die on our side. But 
in a couple of hundred years we'll have a resistance and that'll be yeah. good yeah. And it's like no maybe I mean, no. keep those guys in a really really nice facility yeah yeah treat yes. i mean treat them nice of course but you know treat them nice you know yeah. treat them nice give them pudding um keep them away from an ipad you know yes. don't don't give them an ipad because if you do they will hack into everything yeah yeah anyway um, so we're at the end of the episode is there anything uh you want to say more about the episode or anything that you you think that we should cover in the in the next one because at the moment we haven't got the trailer for the next one i should say um uh, i've just looked and the trailer for the next one is up and just skimming through it now it looks like a very like visibly dark episode Oof. oh no that's a that's a scene so to change the world the yeah, so it looks like um, the episode is at night. Nice, cool guy leather jackets are back. <laughs> We're all about the uh, cool guy leather jackets. Yeah, man, cool guy leather jackets are back. Uh, so we've got Memento Mori. Isn't that Mafia thing? Hold on. Memento that... Mori, Latin for remember that you will die. Oh, Latin in there. Um, I, I so get... after after we after we're done with this, I'm going to share ep the fully edited. Well, most definitely as edited as I'm willing to do it. Um, episode one, um, down from four hours to let me just have a look. Down from four hours. To two hours forty two minutes. I was trying I was aiming for an hour and a half. Do you, do you know how long we've been recording on, on this? Yeah, I can see here. Two hours forty nine. So I reckon I can shave this down to an hour and a half easy. Okay. But I've still okay. got to because last week La last week was better last than week, this. Last <laughs> week, but but last week I my sound cut out. Yeah, yeah. Um, for ages, so that's gonna be a real pain in the ass. To I've already started editing that, and I'm already just like, oh my god. Uh, I like the the thing that that is the the worst to edit. It's always sound. It's always yeah. sound, and in so post production sound nightmare. Production lighting nightmare. Yeah, which. Ties back into this episode. What a fucking nightmare all that lighting was. Getting oh. obsessed. Oh my God, put it on me. Oh put it God. on me. Where's the lights? Oh. That's better. That's better. I'm so horny for light. <laughs> this one's got a hole. I like how like at least half of the Star Trek episodes about disease are, are just being horny for something though as well. Totally. Totally. I'm horny one, for this. Yeah, I'm man. horny for light. Naked time, naked now. Everyone gets horny. Um, yeah. Fucking uh, Genesis. Worf's trying to bang Salamander Troy. Um, yeah. DS9. Fucking Luxana's horny gets transferred to everyone else. Uh, Macrovirus. Fucking Janeway's got her guns out. Fucking yeah. 
makes us horny for that. Observe the first time we see her in a her like tank top. Yeah, under man. Uniform she's going well. off full Ellen Ripley. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a, a trend with the viral yeah. outbreak episodes. I was trying to work like the. I was trying to work a title for this into like the naked, whatever. And it the was just like light. the naked light. Um, yeah, the, the naked. That, that's that's what they should have called this episode. Yeah. Live long and prosper, motherfuckers. Peace. Peace out. <laughs> so